0: Hey guys, this is Lou, and I'm joined by the lovely Amy Jo. What up?
1: I haven't done that in a while. Also, this is weird that we're not live. Like, I don't know. This is
0: pre-recorded. This is
1: pre-recorded? Like, (laughs) I'm not on the spot? Like, what? I don't know how to handle that.
0: So, it came off a little stiff at first, but what we're talking about, uh, for this topic, for this episode, is going to be opening up a comic book shop in 2022.
1: Yeah, the pros, the cons, kind of, you know, what we've learned. Mm. And, you know, if you're thinking about it, if you know someone who's thinking about it, if they want to listen to this, listen to what we've learned. Because we like to learn things the hard way a couple yeah. of times.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: if if this can help anyone, and I think it, this will relate to, quite honestly, any business, not just a comic book shop. Um, but just any entrepreneur that's getting ready to open up something, this is very valid.
0: Yeah. So uh, first, the, the first question is, should you or should you not open up a comic book shop? Why or why not?
1: And I think you need to ask yourself a couple of questions. Like, do you have a passion for it? Um, if you don't, if you're just like, you know, I'm going to make corn dogs. Like, but I don't like corn dogs. Like, that's not going to work. So you have yeah. to have a passion for it. You have to have... Uh, an understanding about it because i know that's my biggest struggle is not knowing like the comic book all the characters and all their backstories but you do you're like a savant
0: yeah but still uh, your passion is in the the next top the next portion of that which is you have to have a love for people right oh yeah and you have to have that servant's that servant's attitude, that servant's heart, you know? Yeah. Uh, because the this particular niche, you cannot be successful if you're an introvert.
1: No. You have uh, to be able to talk service. to people. Oh. You have to be able to talk to people. You have to be able to discuss so many different things. And you have to be willing to discuss things that you don't know. And you have to be willing to, you know, get into topics that, you know... Like, for instance, the gaming, that has been a new topic for us. And that's something that, you know, I'm trying to learn. And, you know, you got to be willing to talk about it with people, got to be willing to have an open mind about it. You've, you know, if you're an introvert and someone walks in the door and your first reaction is to get on your phone and I just didn't want to say anything to anyone, Mm -hmm. that's not going to work. You've yeah. got to, that door opens, you've got to be having either yourself or your employee going, hey, welcome in, you know, thanks for being here, can I help you find anything, let's talk about storylines, what do you like, you know, what what characters do you like, are you here shopping for yourself, are you shopping for someone else, if you don't have a person that's able to do that, your shop will fail, 100%, yeah, and you have, or you have to be able to that. Either well. You
0: have to be able to do that, or you have to find someone to do that, because uh, the key thing is the comic book people the hardcore collectors are going to come to your shop no matter what. no matter what but the new customers grandma grandpa mom dad who have never picked up a comic book a day in their life but they're trying to find something for their kids mm-hmm. you know that is uh uh, uh that is critical
1: It is. And especially when you have, you know, a mom that's coming in to buy a birthday present, not only is she going to be there, she's going to have a kid relatively the same age, then she's going to be buying a gift for someone else. That's two for one. That's a BOGO. That's a buy one, get one. And that is something that I think you can, you know, you have to capitalize on. Not only are you here buying a gift, but hey, do you have a kid? You know, maybe they would like a story. It You have to just be very willing to be open and, and talking to people. And if, and if you can't, you have to hire someone immediately that can. And the perfect example of that was when we were in Connecticut. Those right. two shops we went to. The first one we walked into, they welcomed us. They talked to us. The second one we walked into, the downstairs one,
0: mm-hmm.
1: dude didn't even acknowledge that we walked in. And you had we had someone with us who was ready to spend a grip of money. Yeah. And he almost was looked a little. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A little perturbed when we were asking to see books that were behind the counter. Like, ugh.
0: Because well, right, it, it interfered with. Uh, I think he was doing like some gaming or something. Yeah, on he his was on his when, phone
1: when we yeah. walked in. He did not acknowledge us. It was a group of five of us, and he didn't acknowledge us. That made a difference to me. I didn't really care to shop there at that point. I was like, there was nothing to, you know. That, That made a difference between the two shops. That first shop, we spent money at. That second shop, we didn't buy anything at. No, we did. Did we buy something there?
0: Yeah, I bought. I, I bought a. Uh, oh,
1: that's where you bought the the uh, fan, the amazing fantasy remake one.
0: But here's the thing: the reason I purchased there was because I'm a comic book person. Yeah. But you weren't enticed. As a matter of fact, you were trying to rush out of there. You didn't was, want anything. I was over to do it. it. Yeah, you were over that place. So.
1: But that, ju- that but that just shows the difference between the two. That first shop we were at, even though it was smaller, more cramped. All of the things, I would have spent more time there. We did spend more time there. Yeah, we did. And I was I was hunting for comics, and I am not a collector. And I was going through their back issue bins. The guy was engaging with us. He was talking with us, found out we were from Alaska. Not only that, he invited us to the swap that we were a vendor at. He was like, hey, if you're here this weekend, he was exactly what you need for someone to be running your, your store.
0: Right. Well, well, I I, I think he was uh, one of the owners or something.
1: But else. still, but, it was it was the personality. That's I guess that's what I what I get back to is that personality right. and the difference that it made with me. And I think I'm a good gauge of your average non comic book collector consumer. Right. So, like, if I was going in with my kids and someone acknowledged me walking in with my kids, compared to someone who didn't, who didn't say, "Hey, can I help you guys find anything?" Da 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 that made that made the difference between a sale for me
0: now we're trying to address why or why not to open up a shop if you're opening up the shop uh strictly to get rid of your old collection you're better off doing a comic con or a local comic swap yep you should not open up a shop shops historically are part of the community it is not like any other shop or any other niche with exception of maybe the local barber shop and that's what i would compare it to oh, the yeah. the local barber shop where you go and um you hang out catch up with the with the person doing your hair and the, and the the fellow uh guests in the shop that you've started to establish a relationship with because you guys see each other there regularly. Right. And you have the neighborhood talk. You're not just talking about... Like, for instance, in uh, in Woodhaven, New York, where I grew up, in Woodhaven, Queens, we had Steve the Barber's and Mikey the Barber's shop. And both of these shops had a boxing nexus. Both uh, I know that Steve actually trained boxers at the time. Oh. And so... When we went to that barbershop, there was black and white photos of famous boxers that he had trained or they had met uh, during their careers. And the theme was combat sports when we were in that in that barbershop. Right. Right next door was the baseball card slash uh, comic book shop. So, it just... That mentality and that camaraderie, that culture literally extended next door so when we would go next door now everyone was talking about you know sports cards and stuff and famous athletes and athletes that we knew you know being in New York we had access to Shea Stadium and you know the New York Mets the New York Yankees Giants Jets we had major teams there uh, uh you know the Rangers the Islanders <clears throat> So we had access to actual, not, not like wannabe Anchorage. We were like a real city. Oh, it's like
1: we had 0.0. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: had no I dog no the in the
1: fight with Alaskans because we had none. It was like the closest we had with Seattle, uh, the Seawolves, yeah. and then the Aces, but they were like <laughs> CT.
0: That was my my, 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 my my joke on Anchorage. Uh, uh, I,
1: okay, we get it. You're more <clears throat> cultured. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but My point being is that you had...
1: That camaraderie, that
0: camaraderie, that type of culture. Yeah, the uh, comic book shop is community. If you're not one of those people that is going to want people to come into the shop and ask questions and to talk about,
1: sit down the, and shoot the shit.
0: Yeah, the the, the whether it be comic related or, or not. Yeah, you know, if you're not if you're not about that type of community feel. Do not open up a shop. Don't. Your shop's gonna fail. No, it'll fail. You'll you'll go out of business. Uh, sure, uh, soon enough. Now, what qualifies us to even talk about this? We we've had our shop since 2019. We opened it up prior mm-hmm. to COVID. Yep. And
1: uh, by the grace of God, have been able to remain open. Not only
0: did we remain open, but we were also able to expand to a second location on Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson. Mm-hmm. So uh, we. I think we can speak with some authority on how to get into the niche, yeah, and how to st- remain in the niche. Has is it a difficult niche to be in? Absolutely, and that's our next topic, which is the money. Yeah, you now you've made the decision that you're going to open up a comic book shop. You feel that you can do the community thing. You think that you you feel that you can do the 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 social you, you can you can overcome your introvert attitude and everything else now you want to open up your shop you're gonna need money
1: but i want to touch back on one <clears throat> quick point because i think it is very important to talk about as well especially in this niche <clears throat> you cannot be a collector first as a shop owner and you said, and you said about um, starting it with your own collection and everything, because when books are going and you have to sell them and you have to, you know, make these decisions on, oh man, but I really love that book and it's nostalgic for me for this, you have to be a seller, a shop owner first and a collector second, because I don't think that you can be successful, in my opinion, because you're more you're more apt to either a not sell something or b you know, maybe have a, a, a more difficult transaction with people because you have this nostalgic over, you know, certain books and things like that. And I think it's very important to remember to be a shop owner first collector second.
0: Well, I think it's because, uh, now it's easy for you to say that because, uh, you haven't been a collector, but I'm glad that you said it because it is an extremely valid point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I don't just say that because, uh,
1: because I'm your wife and you love me and you're not going to tell me that I'm wrong.
0: <laughs> I say that because it, you are 100% correct. It, it is no different than the the whole the old adage of uh, don't get high on your own supply. Yeah, You're going to take it personal otherwise when someone comes in and low, and balls. low balls and you take it so personal... Because that book is worth so much more to you. Yes. But they don't understand that relationship, nor do they care about your relationship with that particular book. They don't
1: care that that was the last book you and your dad read together and whatever, you know, they don't care. And that's where I think that it's really important. And that's something that Jamie told us was you cannot have those attachments because you have to be a seller first. And it has come in a couple of times where you're like, man, I love that book. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. We're going to sell it.
0: We've sold. We. Uh, I. I have personally sold several books that I was a. I was attached to personally, but uh, I. I understood that the. The business comes first. Yes. At the end of the day, and this seems contradictory to what we just spoke to you about about it being community. But at the end of the day, you are a business Yeah,
1: there's you there's have a
0: to treat it yeah, as a There's business. a marriage
1: there between being community and being business because right. you yes, be community oriented, yes, be customer oriented, but at the end of the day you have a business to run, you have the light bill to pay, the rent, all of those mm-hmm. things. So as you were saying, let's get into the next bullet point of this, which is the money, and that's gonna like tie into all of this. Because bills don't understand that you had a low sale month. They don't care. Your rent doesn't care, except on base, that you had a low sale, you know, low month of sales, that 15 people didn't come pick up their pool boxes, that, you know, all of these things. Those, those things don't matter. So you have to be prepared to to combat that. And you have to be, I think... Not, ruthless is not the right word, but you have to be, I think, a little bit more direct with certain people who are like, yeah, 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 man, just put that book aside for me. You know, I'll come get it eventually. Nah, you've got to come get this book within 30 days.
0: Well, here's the thing. So we're going to talk about the money real quick uh, because we're jumping ahead of our topics. So I'm going to, I'm going to reign this in. My bad. I'm going to reign this in because that, uh, The money will absolutely crush your shop. So first off, you have to have enough money to start the business, to make that initial purchase of inventory, to continue to purchase collections, to replenish your inventory, and to compensate for when customers either abandon their purchases, their orders, whether it be because of poor planning on their part or as we are trying to be good humans and good community members, it could just be a life change yeah. that has occurred and unplanned. And those happen. And those yeah.
1: happen. Totally understandable and for those. But so you have to be aware that those are going to happen. Those are going to
0: happen. People lose their jobs people take pay their car, cuts. their car, their car down. breaks down tire blue you know uh you know with us their recently, dog <laughs> yeah. their
1: dog loses the uh, her back legs uh the ability to use her back legs randomly
0: yeah that, which was uh what happened with ours and now you're five six thousand dollars into medical bills yeah so we understand that those things happen and you must be compassionate but you have to be prepared yes financially to be compassionate because otherwise you're going to be bitter mm-hmm. and that bitterness and that anger is going to pass on to your good customers and you're going to end up losing good customers because of it. So you, you have to be prepared to weather the storm. I would not do what we did, which was I cashed in my entire retirement. Uh, Amy cashed in a portion of her retirement to keep this place going and uh, now, in our case, it was because we started the business. All of a sudden, COVID hits, yeah. and because right we're so we were new, we didn't qualify for any assistance from the federal government because like, the federal we got, government like, actually
1: zero one.
0: Yeah, because the government, uh, the way the government looked at it was, we are only going to give money for people that lost revenue. Yes. Since we were a brand new business that is in an expansion phase, we we're not taking losses. We can't demonstrate losses yeah. because we're We didn't have, a, the, prior
1: we have a prior year to yeah. show it off We not have a prior year to show what he lost And no matter how many times no. we tried to explain that to all of the people who, all of these, mm-hmm. this was for small business help, blah, blah, blah. It really wasn't. And anyway, I'm bitter. I'm bitter about that subject if we're being really honest about yeah. things. I'm, I'm very frustrated with that, especially because now- all those articles are coming out about people who defrauded the system and got all millions of dollars, and I couldn't even get 20 bucks. Yeah. So I so, digress, but we'll, we'll back but on topic. But no, you do. There
0: but- are There's other creative financing that we've learned about. Uh, so uh, one of the things that we've taken advantage of to help us stay afloat has been the um, uh, our point of sale system uh, uh, through Square. Mm-hmm. Square will actually, once you start showing revenue, will start offering you assistance. They'll offer yes. you loans essentially. Advancements. Advancements that they, they charge you, let's say, 10, 15% of your sales. And that's what they'll draw from your sales each day to pay back that loan. But that's money, that's an advance that you can get immediately. And I'm shaking the camera. That's why Amy told me to get my hands That's off the damn table. Why I keep, keep doing the that? Yeah, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah. I apologize, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, maybe I'll get a more. I was stable trying to be stand. subtle about it too,
1: and yeah, I was just yeah. like, "Hold
0: my hand." It's it's almost our wedding anniversary. Hold my hand. Stop These shaking guys the table. Like, Stop shaking the camera. <laughs> oh, so now that you guys all have motion sickness, yes, I'll, I'll continue with uh, number one. I apologize for that, but um. I can tell you that
1: but those, you're going but that to need
0: finance because uh, those advancements help you for inventory. And in our case was to manage our uh, our our personnel, our staff. Uh, and we'll get into that topic here in a sec. But the big thing is that uh, there's no way that you're going to be able to run this business and expand it by yourself mm-hmm. at one point or another you're going to have to entertain employment uh, uh, uh of new staff as an example money-wise so that you understand i've had some people in the community reach out to me and ask how i was able to get on base i explained to them how you apply through aphis which is the armed forces exchange services uh they're located out of dallas uh the rent is based off of a percentage of your sales they offer you space at their exchange and mall complexes okay that's how that works one thing that you have to keep in mind though if you have employees on the base you must pay them the federal minimum wage standard which is rising to 15 dollars an hour so you need to keep that in mind if you're opening up a shop on base and you have employees, you're going to have to pay your employees the federal minimum wage. Not your local minimum wage, not your homie hookup minimum wage. You have to pay them the federal minimum wage, which is rising to $15 an hour. So you need to keep that in mind when you make your hires and when you're making your budget and when you're applying for grants, loans, you need to be at a minimum paying your people a wage a respectable wage where number one they're not stealing from you but number two they're loyal because they know that you're taking care of them financially and that you know what their worth is right it is no different than any other business period yeah
1: and you know going going back in in and you have to add up all of that. You have to go in and it's hard to know initially what each month is going to be, you know, what you're going to need to set aside. But once I think once you do the, I think your goal should be as you're opening is to try to ballpark like three months of rent, three months of utilities, all of those things, and then try to make sure that you have that. So that way you have the ability to have a month where you know there's a gigantic windstorm and we have to close down because there's a mm-hmm. you know natural disaster and there's no relief for that. You're just closed down because it's a no one's going to be outside. B or it's not safe for your employees. So I think it's really smart to have a reserve set aside, one that you can't really touch. Like put it in a different account, put it in an account you can't see that you yes. don't have quick access to. Put it in something that you have, it's just out of sight, out of mind, so that way when that month happens, you can go, I got this.
0: Well, like uh, Square, I like because Square, and um, I'll have the link for uh, uh, Square in the description here. We we truly believe that you should have a point of sale system uh, for the guys that are out there with the spreadsheets, the Excel spreadsheet, and the and the regular register God because love you, but God love you, but that's not the way to do so it. There's so much man. easier way. And we know a lot of guys do cash so that they don't have to pay taxes. I promise you, that's going to catch up to you later. It'll catch up to you. You don't, don't do it. And it's
1: too hard to you keep know, it. And, you know, the cash sales from the credit card sales and all yeah, that other stuff. Just, just do the just right, just do it.
0: Get a point of sale system. Square allows me to upload all of my, uh, my, uh, CSV files from all of my uh, distributors. I can upload photos for my staff so that they know the different variants. And then the point of sale system, in particular Square, also has it where I have a percentage set aside for savings, where it draws a certain portion of all my sales, and those are then savings, and uh, uh, gives a. I think right now it's 0.05 percent or whatever, but that's better than zero percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's earning some type of interest, and so you're earning interest in a savings account that you're not even thinking about. It's drawn from your sales each day, and now you're ready for a rainy day. God forbid it happen. Uh, God forbid something like that happens. Of course, with us, the other thing we do is Patreon and everything cause right. that helps rainy days, and it also helps out when we have customers that are uh, in a dark place or have a bad thing happen to them, we can actually come out and help them.
1: Yeah. That's specifically what we use our Patreon for, but
0: um,
1: you know, and, and to bring it back to the the money part of it all, it is one of those things that you need to sit down multiple times and go over what you think your monthly cost is going to be and really think, is that something that not only do you have to make that as a minimum, Mm-hmm. You need to make more than that.
0: Well, let me explain because uh, your inventory and I'm, I'm going to skip of a topic here. it's I went to inventory, uh, your inventory. Uh, <clears throat> and this is all going to make sense as we have it lined out, You're going to have different discount, discount percentages based off of the product and based off of quantities. Mm-hmm. Comic books typically start you off at between thirty-eight to fifty percent, depending on what you're ordering. I can assure yeah. you, if you're the only comic book shop within a serving a po- like in our case, we serve a population of se- uh, seventy-five thousand people. Uh, actually, it's more than that now. We're probably serving a population of about two hundred thousand people between Anchorage and uh, and the valley, because the alley's uh, the valley is eighty thousand people. Um, Anchorage. and Anchorage is almost 300,000. Yeah. So, and we split that. There's only one other shop. So yeah. we're sp- we're literally splitting that. And we have a shop now in the Anchorage area. So yeah. we're splitting that with them. With that being said, you will find that as long as you're serving a, a decent population, you're going to hit the 50% threshold pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can assure you. That you're going to be spending a minimum, a minimum, of about a thousand dollars a week in uh, purchasing of uh, inventory just for comic books. Mm-hmm. Um, you may start off uh, pull list at maybe five hundred dollars uh, inventory. That's gonna that's gonna double almost immediately. You find that like Diamond Lunar penguin all have the same minimums which is you have to make a minimum port purchase of uh i think it's like 400 500 a month if you're doing it right you'll be doing that in a week no problem in one week you'll be making that purchase and they want you to do that in a month to maintain your your uh, eligibility to order from them at wholesale price for gaming completely different yeah. uh gaming you're you're looking at a threshold of about 38%. You're going to be pissing off your customers initially and this is why you have to educate your customers. Uh Pokémon cards, Magic cards, uh Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Your your threshold is 38%. That is very difficult to make a profit on. Not to mention the fact that the there is no longer an msrp for instance on magic cards and they the uh, right. msrp is slowly disappearing on pokemon and and yugioh what that means is it's not just that we have to raise our price we have to raise our price because our suppliers are now raising the price yeah at the warehouse level yeah so we have a local supplier for instance that provides us pokemon cards the Pokemon cards, if you purchase them within the first three weeks of release, you get them at whatever the typical price is. So a booster box is probably going to run you wholesale about anywhere from $75 to $86, sometimes closer to $90. Anything after three weeks, you're going to be paying anywhere from $100 to $120 a box.
1: Which is essentially market value.
0: Right. So... I can't make any money. No supplier can make any money selling you a booster box at market, at yeah. the recommended market price, because that's what we end up paying for it damn near. Right. So we have to raise the price.
1: And I'm not target.
0: And, and that's, and yeah, mm-hmm. we're not target where we can survive off a of 25 cents. Uh, uh, on each book, right? Uh, I mean, on each item. That's right. not going to work because they
1: got a million items. Right? So it makes yeah, it because a they do
0: the mass sales, and I the think quantity that, sales. Yeah,
1: that's something to right. you know remind people of. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, so I,
0: quantity. Across. So quantity sales is uh, uh, something that until you establish yourself online, you establish yourself in your community, uh, you establish yourself at comic cons and everything else. You're not going to be hitting. The massive numbers like Midtown and right. and uh, uh, DCBS to be able to uh, um, command, for instance, what they call uh, um, warehouse pricing, which I think is like 57%. And- so just remember that, guys, that uh, the money that you need for new inventory is significant and you have to have enough money uh I would say about ninety days worth of I items. think three
1: months. Yeah. yeah. And but not but only you that.
0: Plate. You have to keep you have to it's no different if you go to a grocery store and they have no milk and no right. eggs, you you're not going back to that grocery right. store. You gotta have stuff on the racks. And on top
1: of that inventory, you need to be prepared <laughs> to buy a couple of collections because you're gonna want not just new books. You're going to want older books. Because those those are. That's
0: where your profit margin. That's your profit is, is, margin old is
1: older books and buying that collection. So you know that's that's something else to account for when you're when you're trying to add up the numbers. Everyone's like, well, I'll just I'll just open it up and I'll just go order some books and we'll just. Do a you more time.
0: have to purchase collections. You have yep. no choice. You have to purchase collections. You have to establish local resources for purchasing collections.
1: And when it comes to purchasing a collection, you. You have to go in with the person and telling them, we cannot give you eBay prices.
0: Yeah. And a lot Never of people think that they're
1: going to come in with the death of Superman and they're going to get you to buy it for, you know, $400. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, sorry about that. No, here's here's a quarter actually. But anyway, you, you have to know, and and especially when you're looking at those books, you have to be like, look, make a fair deal, but it's not going to be eBay prices.
0: I. I have learned over the last several years that when you purchase a collection, people tend to walk away happy. Both parties walk away happy because they receive a a, a satisfactory amount for the whole a collection. Sum, yeah. A lump sum.
1: Without I having to do, do the work. I not
0: purchase individual books at my shop. If you nope. come in with Hulk 181, I'm not buying it from you. Nope. I will not buy it from you. I'll buy a whole collection that includes Hulk one eighty one in it, but I will not buy just Hulk one eighty one from you. It's not happening. Uh, you are wasting your time and my time if yeah. you show up to a shop because there is no uh, the profit margin dwindles yeah. when you are only buying you're one just, book. Yeah, you
1: can so just you, go buy, sell that on you buy you
0: buy you buy collections for shops, comic book shops that don't do back issues. I tend to cringe a little, and the reason I say that is because. The largest profit margin, hands down, is in back issues.
1: Oh, yeah. 100 Plain and
0: simple. Plain and 100% simple. 100% in that. You know, you, you could be talking upwards of 200% markup mm-hmm. on back issue bins. So,
1: and especially with that collection, and if you have a really good staff or yourself that you're right. up on it, all of a sudden you realize this book, which was now a $5 key, has now Gone up to a $50 key yeah. and you know, you're able to, you know, keep watch of all of those things, that changes because you bought that whole entire collection with, you know, the base price of those books being, you know, a set price point. And now you've been able to locate, you know, okay, these books are gonna be worth more, it's gonna give it me a bigger profit margin. And that is why buying a single book compared to a, a, a collection. I mean, I'm, I would never entertain someone, even someone that comes in with like a stack of like 20 books. That's still, again, that's not going to do me much good. You know, like I'm talking a collection, like a short box, a long box, you know, those types of collections,
0: you know. Now, remember, manage your business. This is a business. Do not price at the register. No, no. If you have a book in your dollar bin, and it is now a $30 book, and you have it marked as $1, that is your fault. That is not the customer's fault. That was because you didn't catch it. Your staff is not aggressively going through your collections and through your inventory and updating prices. That's on you. That is not on the customer. The
1: customer loves it when they're like, yo, man, you sure this book's only a dollar? And you're like, yeah, you found it good. That incentivizes that the person comeback. to come back and buy more because they are going to go through your back issues again looking for that diamond in the rough type. If of you situation. don't have
0: if you don't have anything worth the hunt in your back issue bins. People will not come back to your back issue bins. No, that's that. So you have to make it worthwhile, and you know damn well that some of those books you only paid five, ten cents for, maybe twenty-five cents for. You can take the hit, and they keep coming back because they realize what a what a fantastic deal. But they also respect your key wall, because now when they see your key wall, they're like, well, these guys. They worked to get that thing up on the key wall. They actually researched and looked right. and went through we the back know. issue bins, and we know that they do honor dollar bins and their two and three dollar yeah. books and stuff. like so that. So they're willing to give you that that respect of your key wall when you've shown them the respect by showing some honor in your pricing right. in your dollar bins right don't really don't be do. that one that looks yeah. up every
1: book when you're at the register like don't don't do that that just I know if it was me I'd be like take all of them I'm not buying any of them bye
0: and we've seen that before yeah uh, uh, we've seen that at other shops so um, we've talked about the money
1: we need to talk about location
0: well uh, first thing I need to talk about uh, for the guys that are listening I have my lovely wife sitting oh, next to me yeah
1: we forgot about that topic. yeah
0: and you have to have your, your spouse or partner on board. My wife has never read a comic book a day in her life, with except the exception of maybe Archie by accident and maybe some of the Sunday No, it's just are. in the
1: car's checkout line yeah. when I was growing up. But, you know, again, that was also, you know, geographical as well. I grew up in a town of 500 people. We didn't have comics. Huh. I mean, there was a comic book shop in the Valley at some point in time when I was growing up. But I, never went. I didn't have money for that. Um, and when you told me you wanted to open up this shop, I again, and I still don't know very much about comics, but here I am talking about opening a shop with some rather good authority and information. Now, if you're asking me for the backstory into the multiverse of some character, that's when I'm going to default to you, but this is a passion of yours and I support you. Do I go to everything? No, no. Do I do all the things? No. Do I do a lot of them? Yes. Why? Because it's your passion and I want to support you and I want this to be successful. And I know for a lot of people, you know, they may say, well, my, my significant other doesn't care about comics at all. I don't particularly have an attachment to many comic books either, but I have an attachment to my husband and therefore... I'm going to be here to be your biggest fan. I'm going to find you a Deadpool poster that's signed by all the actors from the movie. You know, I'm going to do all these random things. Because if you don't, and if you have no idea what's going on, and if you don't even attempt, you don't even have to go and be there every day. But if you don't try to understand even a little bit, of the industry or what they're going through so that they can either vent or they can come to you for, you know, I need to talk to you about this. Let's, you know, soundboard this out. Let's figure it out. They're going to fail because they don't have that support unit. They I can't imagine anyone getting into this myself. I guess I shouldn't say you're going to fail. You're more unlikely, I would imagine on a, a road to failure because you don't have that support system. You don't have that. I can come home and I don't have to like come home and be like, Oh man, she's going to be so mad. I only, I only sold, you know, this much today. And da, da, da. it doesn't, you don't know. Just know, just be there, support them, be their biggest cheerleader, go buy the Spartan cheerleader outfit from SNL. I don't care what you got to do, <laughs> but you know, like be, be there. You Whatever. don't have to know everything. Just be there.
0: I've appreciated that uh, you've started cosplaying and all sorts of stuff. Like, you've jumped in on Three it and... years
1: ago, if anyone would have asked me, that I would dress up in different character outfits because I didn't even know cosplaying was a thing. I would have laughed and I would have asked what drugs you were on and if you had any extra to share. <laughs> because it was, you know, obviously a very good drug. And now I look at it and it is something... That has become fun for me, which I never thought I would say. And I know that it is good for our shop and I know it's something that you enjoy and I know it supports, you know, you, I mean, you definitely get the, you know, happy (laughs) part of that. Um, But it's, it's one of those things. Like if you, like I said, you don't have to be at all the things you don't, I don't go to all the things I tell him I've had enough. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go do this. And he's like, okay, cool. Because you have to have that balance. And I think it's really, really important. Just because it's your passion and your profession doesn't mean it's my passion and my profession. But because I love you and I support you, I'm going to know enough about it to support you. It the sh- end.
0: It, it shows. So it, it helps me to be able to step forward and bring my very best to the business and to uh, and to you know, acquire the best staff and to continue to put the energy into marketing and everything else to keep this business going, which goes into another critical uh, portion of this, which is location. Unfortunately, with the suppliers, uh, many of them are going to insist that you are brick and mortar. In particular, uh, a lot of the gaming stuff and the toys and everything else. Mm-hmm. But even if you're just doing comic books, uh, location, location, location. With that being said, is it true that no matter where you build it, they will come? Yes, that is true. Yes, and you no. can. You can. That's how you can start. If you need to start, yes. if you need to do For how, how we did start. How to start, we found a second floor. Office space that was owned by uh, or had been rented by AFLAC. Uh, in an old
1: building in that had grandfathered building. rights to not have handicap access. Right. This was huge, huge in our upstart because at first I was like, oh, it's just some stairs. <laughs> no big deal. It's a big deal. It's yeah. a really big deal.
0: It was a good start.
1: It was. It, we uh, could afford it.
0: We we could afford it at a dollar a square foot. We could absolutely afford it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we we had to make an investment for remodeling to knock down some walls. I had no idea that we were going to expand that quickly, but yeah. it once again, you know, if you're in an area that has been starving for this hobby, like we were. Uh, You will find that you will need to expand rather quickly. We started off with one suite. We ended up uh, having to rent the second suite, knocked down the wall, and within six months, knocked down the wall, expanded to the second suite. And
1: six months after that. Six
0: months after that. Not even six
1: months after that. Yeah, about yeah, about six months.
0: About about six months after that, we ended up with
1: October, March, or no, it was I guess it was a year later. Mm -hmm.
0: And the, the, a year later, we were downstairs mm-hmm. in a full-blown storefront.
1: On the ground floor the ground that floor. has handicap access, all of that stuff. Right. Which location, I, I location, location. Location, location, location. Because we had one particular customer who um, is wheelchair-bound who could never come into our shop. He had to FaceTime to see what was in the shop to see what he wanted when we were upstairs. Now that we're downstairs, he's an honorary store manager. Yeah. Um, you know who you are and we have several other customers who yes they could technically do those stairs but it's dangerous it's alaska it's the winter time i don't care who you are it's cold i don't want to go up them stairs i hate those stairs i'm so happy we don't have to yeah, do that yeah imagine
0: bringing inventory up there every week yeah. sometimes twice a week
1: depending on what it was yeah. if it was a bcw order it was so much stuff.
0: so um
1: so anyway, the location, location is,
0: is very important.
1: You have, you to, be have
0: in- to be able to, number one, you have to be able to afford it. Yes. Now, can you grab an industrial area, i.e. Uh, find like an area that was typically for a mechanic shop or like Bosco's, they they purchased a car wash. A car wash, yeah. And Big convert it area. to... A comic book shop? 100%. Hard. And is it more affordable? 100%. It is more affordable. Will people come and find you? Yes. 100%. So you do, you know your area better than we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. We found an industrial area. It just wasn't going to work because of the traffic patterns. The, the traffic, traffic patterns pattern, were really bad. And
1: then bad. when we were looking, there was a couple of places that were great, but these people wanted $5 a square foot.
0: Some of and them we, wanted $7 a square foot, which was insane. And for us to pay
1: for all the like remodel on a place that wasn't even done. like no. Don't even get me started on that story because no.
0: You find an owner... But yeah, you find someone where that you you're can helping work them, with. Yeah. and they're helping you. So, like the owner of our place, split the cost 50-50 for the remodel. Yeah, you're not finding that anywhere. I'm no, sorry, unless you knew. hunt for it, you know your community and you yeah. know your builders.
1: And they knew that this was just making their building better. Right. But again, you have to be visible. You cannot be in that dark corner that doesn't show up on Google Maps. You yeah. have to be visible. You have to put signage out. You've got to be able to make sure that you upload your information so that people can find you on Google or whatever your preferred search method is.
0: You got to learn Google SEO. You've, You've got to, to do all of that stuff. because
1: you you have to make sure your hours are right on there. You have to make sure you're visible. All of those things, because you would be surprised if we've had like something happen and we weren't able to make it in on time or something. People are like calling an email. Hey, are you guys open today? Like I stopped by and it's like, oh, you know. And
0: they're checking on your well-being too because yeah. it's community. Right? Yeah,
1: it is. But anyway, so location is really, really, it is as important as it is. You have to, like, we didn't rush. We We started to kind of get down like the, oh, we'll just do this one. And I said, no, 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 we need to wait. We need to find that right one. And then we found this one. And yes, it needed work, but it was affordable. It was in a good area. Our area where, where we're at. In between
0: three schools. We're,
1: yeah, we're next to a library. We're next to several major restaurants and grocery. Post office. Post office. There's a grocery store right next to us. There are so many things that pull people into that area. And we're next to a major roadway. Yeah. But we're just off the major roadway enough to where people can access us easily. So again, you have to... Do your due diligence in finding that location that's going to work for you and also be one that you can afford. Don't get into that really nice, great storefront. Oh man, this is in this really popular part of town and it's going to be great. And yeah, it's $5 a month, but I'm going to have so many people coming in here. You don't know that. And don't put yourself in that position where your rent is so God awful. That's exactly what happened with our friend that had a framing shop. Put, them, put themselves in a very popular spot. Thought, oh, this is going to bring in all sorts of people. It's a very particular niche. Did yeah. not bring in as many people as they thought it would.
0: And the landlord was a scumbag. And yeah, Lord the
1: land- landlord was a scumlord. But anyway.
0: So, you know, it's critical that you know your location. You're going to know your location better than we are. Period. Yeah. So, uh, location, location, location. We can't say it enough. You know your area. You can work deals out the other thing is you want to make it a win-win for the landlord in our case we made it a win-win because we took over a clinic where the doctor had murdered five people by over prescribing medications Mm -hmm. so they already had a lot of negative press on there so they were more than willing to get us down into that old clinic remodel and what we did to reciprocate their kindness we we went to our Chamber of Commerce, and you should be joining your Chamber of Commerce or at least be working with them, and our Chamber of Commerce arranged for a ribbon cutting for our new location. Getting that exposure. So we got that exposure. It gave positive uh, media coverage mm-hmm. to the landlords. It gave positive media coverage to us. It showed people that a positive could come out of a very dire negative. yeah. And everybody won in that transaction. Everybody won. And that's the other thing, too, is you got to get your, know your community. We have local cosplay groups like the Sub-Zero Heroes would come to our shop on, mm-hmm. for special events. Yep. And they would come and just uh, be dressed up for the kids. Not only just, that,
1: the community in general, when we moved from upstairs yeah. to downstairs, we had several customers offer, hey, man, I can just come help. And that's because what happened. They, and that's exactly the only reason we were able to do it is because they they were there to help. I think we are going to have to break this up into two parts.
0: Yeah, we I are. think I
1: think this is going to be a good mm-hmm. spot to to nip this one right here, and then yeah. we'll do the rest because that is going to be the rest of that's going to be a really big subject.
0: Yeah, so we're going to. And I don't want to be,
1: overdo this with you guys. We'll do this into two parts.
0: Yeah, so we're going to. This is part one.
1: Part one. Part, part one two, of Fifty. No. Part right.
0: two. Part two. We're going to be dealing with inventory
1: distributor your
0: distributors which could damn near take a whole show uh whether you should do comics or games and what are the consequences of doing both Mm -hmm. and when is it a good thing when is it a bad thing uh exposure yep getting your staff because we need to do a, a big thing on staff and staff recognition and the consequences of poll lists.
1: Yes. And I think one other topic that we might want to add on there, or just like a segue into the exposure, is is your networking and how you have to be able to network. Yes. Because specifically for us, a really good example is we have friends on the East Coast now because of this niche that we met That's on right. YouTube who are now some of our best friends. That's you know right. who you are. That's right. So... um, I think that, that all that is really important. So so we'll end it on on just thinking about like your guys' location and just how important that is. And I know that we kinda bounced around a lot and I'm really sorry. There's just so much of this to talk about. Even with notes, we didn't stay completely on our bullet points. Well that
0: was her fault. Oh please. That was one hundred percent her fault. But um, for so, you know, just to summarize, we discussed why or why not you should get into this business. And in the the subsequent, in the next, in our next session, our next portion, uh, uh, you you may uh, come to the conclusion that you may not want to do this, or yeah. at least you'll be more prepared. Uh, we discussed it, the amount of money, or. The fact that you're going to need funds yeah. to make these purchases, yeah. uh, I would say, and, and I didn't put a, an actual yeah. number. It but depends on
1: where you are. Everything on changes you are. on your your yeah. rent, everything. All of those things are dependent on where you are. So us I making, would say between
0: 40000 and and 100000 depending on where you are yeah. as a minimum of money that For you should start. have. And then having your spouse or partner on board with this whole- adventure because it's a it's going to affect your relationships
1: you're going to talk about it over dinner and sometimes you're going to have to say we're not talking about this over dinner
0: right and then of course the location so uh concerning inventory and suppliers that'll be uh part two next time so thank you guys thank you for watching and listening please make sure to share subscribe follow
1: do all the things with the interwebs
0: And we look forward to seeing you on the next time. Make good choices. (laughs) Lou and Amy, I can't tell you how happy I am that opening day is here. I have imagined for so long what it would be like to finally come into the shop. Ages Comics of Alaska, and you guys have made the last two years so fun and something to always look forward to. I hope business is better downstairs. You'll be seeing more of me. Just wanted to say thanks so much, Austin. Mm-hmm. Artist Dylan. Ready?
1: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I knew he was gonna
0: do that. And then Austin uh, designed this himself on the computer. His computer. Uh, Got it? Yeah. Oh. Austin. <laughs> thanks, buddy. Come here. Let's see. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yep, you designed the whole thing. That That is really
1: cool. You are the absolute...